Welcome to the Wellness Mamas podcast. We are committed to leading a sustainable lifestyle and making community connections. In a world where stress and chaos seem to be the norm, finding balance and fostering a sense of true well-being is essential. Whether you are just beginning your holistic wellness journey or are already deeply dedicated to the practice, this podcast is for you. Join the Wellness Mamas as we uncover the secrets to holistic wellness and discover the power of building a healthy community that supports and uplifts one another. Sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on a transformative journey to leading a sustainably healthy lifestyle. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to the Wellness Mamas podcast. This is Caitlin. And Steph. We've got an incredible guest with us today. We've got Miss Danielle Corey here. Danielle, you are a physical therapist, yes. and you specialize in the pelvic floor. Yes, that, that's correct. Okay, yeah. hey, all right. I am so excited yes. because I have a pelvic floor. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Yes, yes. And it has been of, of yeah. much interesting things to learn. I am so curious. Tell me, how did you find pelvic floor? I mean, were, did you start this journey before you became a mother or mm-hmm. after? Yeah. Um, so I started this journey before I became a mother. Okay. Um, and so just to kind of give a little bit of a backstory, I guess, um, because not a lot of people go into PT school thinking I want to do pelvic floor physical therapy. Um, but so when I went into PT school, just initially wanting to do like sports and orthopedic rehab. Um, but on my last clinical rotation, I was out in Phoenix, Arizona, and the clinical instructor I was placed with happened to be a women's health physical therapist. And so she exposed me to all of the intimate side of pelvic floor physical therapy, but I quickly realized how we were, um, she was really making an impact in like these women's quality of life, like being able to have pain-free sex for the first time or not have pain during pregnancy, be able to chase their kids without leaking. And so I started recognizing like anyone can help you with your knee, but like who's going to really help you with the intimate side of these things. And so after that experience, like, as soon as I graduated PT school, went straight into pelvic floor. Um, so I've been doing it for going on eight years now, and it's been a journey. Motherhood definitely <laughs> opened my eyes to like this birth world, um, and so that's where I really focus now. Though I treat all women of all ages, and I love um, dealing with all areas of pelvic health. Like my passion after having kids definitely has honed in on pregnancy, birth, and postpartum rehabilitation. Awesome. I think we need so much of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's really gaining um, some standing, Absolutely. like, you know, in the like regular world. And I know that there's lots of people fighting right now to like get that as a standard of care, you yes. know, like as part of your prenatal and then natal and then postnatal. Yes. Um, treatment plan, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think like the field of pelvic health is like growing. I think social media has a large part in that, which is awesome. Like women are just becoming more educated in like their own journey and healing and understanding like they deserve this care that our system has yet to really offer women. Um, But you're definitely right, Steph. Yeah. One of the myths that I've definitely come into contact with is that once you're a mom, you just have to deal with it. Like you, you know, you yeah. just like it's normal. That's what that happens. You yeah, oh yeah, you time. pee on yourself. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, no more trouble. Do it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so. I would love to dispel that. Can you? Yeah. Is that true? Do we have to live yes. with that? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and so, yes, I think definitely, you know, we often hear, I like to say, you know, more it's common, but it's treatable. 
Um, and so I think that's super important for women to understand like one in three women will experience pelvic floor dysfunction at some point in their lives, whether that's prolapse or urinary incontinence or pain with intimacy. But these are definitely things that um, women experience. And then a lot of times, you know, though we're starting to talk a little bit more about it, um, there has kind of been like the stigma around, you know, not talking about it. Um, a lot of generational things have been passed down about this is just a normal part of what happens after birth. Um, and so I think it's really important and that's why I'm really glad to be here talking to you guys today about like, there's help for this if you want it. <laughs> so yeah, um, conservative pelvic floor therapy can really help um, and even improve like surgical outcomes. So I think PT, you know, we're big advocates for at least doing the conservative management first because we see such improvement with a lot of these things that women experience. Um, however, what's important is like getting to the root of what's causing these symptoms in the first place. So before you jump into surgery, which Western medicine is quick to do, like let me give you this medication or the surgical procedure, um, I really, really want to just educate women on like, hey, actually there's probably a system just isn't functioning optimally and we can improve that first. Awesome. Speaking yeah. of systems, can you just kind of describe what the pelvic floor is? Because that's <laughs> another myth that it's like, well, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, oh, pelvis, like that's fine, but it's not just the pelvis. Like, yes. It's there's a lot more going on. There's so much. Yes, absolutely. So I brought my pelvic model because I always just think it's helpful to kind of visualize and see this. But um, so our pelvic floor has five main functions, um, but it's pretty much a hammock of muscles. You can see it attaches like from the front of our pubic bone here all the way back to our sacrum and tailbone. And then we also have attachments to both sides of our hips. And so you're right, Steph, like the pelvic floor isn't just its own muscle in isolation. It's actually part of our deep core. And so it coordinates with our diaphragm, which is super important. We'll talk about that. Um, but also some of our deep core muscles um, that often, you know, are stretched with pregnancy and all of those things as well. So when it comes to general like pelvic floor function, the main things are um, support. So obviously it supports our internal organs, hopefully so things can stay where they're supposed to. Um, uh, stability and so it is a big connector to our trunk stability again kind of that deep core aspect as well as our hip stability so that's an important piece of pelvic floor health that I often see is women kind of have maybe weakness in their hips let's say after pregnancy or as we get older and so that can be a big part of continuing improved pelvic floor health also sphincteric control so obviously continence of bladder and bowel super important sexual function so pelvic floor is the main thing that helps us orgasm, how strong that orgasm is, depends on how well your pelvic floor is functioning. And then the last thing is blood flow. So helping pump the lymphatic vessels and all the blood in that area. Every time your pelvic floor gently contracts, it's helping provide that pump of the blood. Yeah, so super important. Wow. <laughs> I already learned like three new things. So oh. I know. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I never saw a this until after I had children and I thought wow I wish I would have been able to see how intricate and beautiful it mm. all works you yeah. know this should be part of the seventh grade like yes hey, let's go in this room and talk about all of these things yes yes, yes. we talked a lot about like yeah the baby's before it comes out but like yeah. No, nowhere was the process ever, you know, like demonstrated or like mm -hmm. physically seeing the muscles and stuff. That's really fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. So I really want to know how the pelvic floor is impacted with other parts of your body. I know you talked about how you're going to talk about the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. I, from my understanding, the 
the muscles are very important and they work together. Yes. It's like breathing is, is very valuable. Can you speak more on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, our pelvic floor and our diaphragm kind of create this like pressure system within our body. Um, and the two function beautifully together. They kind of just do the synchronized piston motion. Every time we inhale, ideally pelvic floor is kind of lengthening down. Every time we exhale, it actually gently kind of lifts up and contracts because of that vacuum that that diaphragm muscle is kind of providing. So when it comes to things that maybe we commonly experience, let's take a prolapse for example, because this is a great example. But if we have, um, kind of difficulty managing that pressure system. Maybe our diaphragm isn't in a great position because of some posture that we're in, which I'd love to talk about. Um, but that then is going to cause a kind of a change in where that pressure is going. And a lot of times it goes down. Same thing with, we talked vaguely, Caitlin kind of on the phone about, um, you know, social societal pressures of sucking in our abdomen, which yes. is a really <laughs> big myth I want to kind of talk about. But if we are constantly gripping our abs, again, that pressure is now coming inward mm -hmm. and it's going to go down on the pelvic floor. So one of the best things we can do for our body is actually working on improving posture. And that's not um, what we typically think about, like posture, <laughs> we're going to dispel this myth too, um, but it's actually a different posture that's better to kind of align that diaphragm over that pelvic floor um, and letting go of your bellies, ladies, please. So we don't have okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yes. Speaking of breathing. Yes, exactly. Um, but yes, we really encourage, you know, especially when we see things like we talked, you know, prolapse and urinary incontinence, but if we also experience like anxiety and other things that, you know, the mental side and the physical side, we can't really separate. And so if I have someone who is constantly like a little tense all the time, one of the first things we work on is like kind of body scans of recognizing where you're holding that tension and letting it go. I love that. We had um, Aubrey Walsh on a few weeks ago or a month or two ago, and she was doing like a body scanning, like yeah. checking in, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mindfulness yeah. is yes. so important. Connected. Yeah. So can this can this pelvic floor health and you know relaxing and learning to check in with your body can that help with um, digestive issues like the diaphragm? I'm imagining like hernias mm -hmm. or you know uh, people that they experience like discomfort upwards in their stomach area. Is that, oh, yeah. is it related? It definitely can be. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, let's kind of, um, let me kind of get back to the diaphragm and yes. like our positioning and posture real quick. Mm -hmm. And then I would love to talk about like how that can relate to digestive okay. issues as well. But, um, so for example, I'm kind of a visual person, but so our diaphragm, you know, sits right under our ribs and actually has connections to our back as well. So kind of think right around your bra line, that's where your diaphragm is attaching all the way around your trunk. Um, when we are in a quote-unquote good posture or what we've been taught good posture is our moms told us to stand up real tall you know chest out that actually if you can kind of imagine puts our pelvis if we're standing way up nice and tall in this kind of forward tilted position and now my ribs are also kind of in this open flared position if I'm standing up real nice and tall that is a suboptimal position of our diaphragm. It's not gonna be as strong when we breathe. So now when I inhale, actually all that pressure is kind of going forward onto my abdomen and the front of the pelvic floor 
versus this good kind of up and down pistoning. So if I don't have a good kind of stacked position of my diaphragm over my pelvis, that actually then, now I'm not gonna have a good contraction of my pelvic floor. And because my pelvic floor can't drop and lengthen, um, now I'm gonna have more tension in my pelvic floor. And majority of the time, like in my practice, I see women with tense and tight pelvic floors, um, this is one big reason why I think posture, obviously on top of stress and the other things that we deal with as moms. Um, but for sure, so when I tell women that come in, hey, actually drop your ribs down, allow your back to round a little bit, like that's fine. Take some big breaths into your rib cage and your low back area um, or your mid back area, and it can be life changing for them. So that's another big thing is kind of recognizing, you know, it, diaphragmatic breathing we kind of hear that word a lot we hear like the vagus nerve that's another word we're kind of hearing a lot um it's not just belly breathing but it's about bringing that diaphragm in a good position and being able to take a 360 expanding breath too so when it comes to digestive issues because our vagus nerve passes through our diaphragm kind of goes back to that whole what's my position if i'm kind of height you know uptight a lot of the times a vagus nerve is going to be overstimulated. We're going to have increased maybe digestive issues, increased anxiety, stress, all those things. Um, if I can allow that diaphragm to move a little bit more, decrease that tension on the vagus nerve, that's going to improve digestion and that rest and parasympathetic nervous system. Wow, incredible. So um, say I am a patient and I'm coming to you and I have a, let's just say tight pelvic floor. Yeah. Um, and maybe some digestive issues and maybe feeling like um, a little bit of prolapse or I'm having leakage issues. Sure. So those are kind of my three issues. What's your like philosophy about how to approach me with these issues? Yeah. A big deal for a lot of people is like, well, this is terrifying because this is, you know, like an intimate part of my body. Absolutely. So I would love to know, like, is that a holistic approach? Is it kind of just like, a, let's try and see, but I would love mm -hmm. to know your personal philosophies. Yeah, on... absolutely. I love that question. Um, so yes, definitely like a whole body kind of holistic approach. So I always just start, you know, let's say first kind of appointment, like a lot of it really is just talking and getting to know you as much as you're comfortable, um, but really understanding like how our body is functioning together. Cause I think that's the first biggest piece is understanding like your pelvic floor issues aren't just a pelvic floor issue. It's likely kind of a whole body issue. Um, so, you know, we, maybe we start with just talking about kind of our posture or, Hey, what's, what are the big stressors in your life right now? And so we kind of go through that a little bit. How are you sleeping? What's your nutrition like? So that's kind of first appointment is like, we're going through all of those things. Um, I work a lot with other providers. So I love referring out for functional medicine, you know, do we need to get further kind of gut testing going on? How are our hormones? I think that's a big thing for women, especially early postpartum and then like perimenopausal area. Um, so that can be super important as well. Um, and then even working in conjunction with chiropractors, acupuncturists, um, but I think it's so helpful for women, you know, oftentimes for so long we haven't put ourselves first, we put other, I know our kiddos and like family members first, um, which I totally understand. But when you're able to take care of yourself first and understand how important that is, then you're going to be that 
the better mom, a better parent, a better person for your family as well. So I think the first appointment really, we're just kind of recognizing like the importance of like caring for yourself. I'm here to guide you and like give you a few things, but really the magic happens at home. What are you able to implement? What are you able to do um, to start kind of working towards your health goals? Beautiful. Yeah. This is purely a personal question that I just have this curiosity about. Um, I was reading about sleep position in the pelvic floor. I am a stomach sleeper, and it was suggested in this article that chronic stomach sleeping and the way that your feet are and like that whole alignment can tighten up your pelvic floor. And I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I need to change my sleep position. But that's because I'm not doing counter exercises, but I was just curious about sleep position because we spend a lot of time, well, some of us more than others, but <laughs> yes. a lot of time sleeping. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm not familiar with that yeah, article in particular, however, um, but yeah, if you kind of think about that kind of goes back to, you know, stomach sleepers, um, that kind of like position I demonstrated earlier of like, you likely have an increased arch in your mm -hmm. low back, that forward pelvic tilt. Um, and the biggest thing I think when it comes to posture too, um, there's not, I would say one bad posture. I think I always say, you know, your next position is your best position. Um, and so movement is really our friend. I'm a stomach sleeper too. So if I <laughs> sleep on my stomach, but then I'm very intentional throughout my day about getting movement, I'm walking, I'm intentionally exercising, and I'm doing a lot of back body expansion. So again, that stomach sleeping, if we're here all the time, now maybe let's do some exercises actually where we're here and breathing into that back body to allow our diaphragm to expand. Um, so really it's kind of just about like, balance right yeah. so i think that's a great point Love it. Thank, you. Thank you. wow so i heard you mention the vagus nerve and and i remember learning somewhere that probably when we were studying like myofunctional therapy about how the tongue is you're connected from tongue to toes is that also connected to the pelvic floor the tongue and it it's is. all yeah. Like one. Yeah. That embryological development, that's kind of how it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yes, like our tongue, um, our oral motor control, all of that can also be kind of connected to pelvic floor. So if we have TMJ issues, so that's a question I ask every mm -hmm. mom that, or woman that comes into my clinic is like, tell me, do we have any TMJ issues? Do you clench your teeth? Um, anything going on there? And a lot of times we do, or we just have general like yeah, I get headaches all the time because I have like tension headaches and those types of things. Like that sends off a signal in my mind, like, okay, we likely also kind of have that upregulated pelvic floor. And so even addressing this though and working on um, more suboccipitals or TMJ musculature and all of that can help reduce tone in the pelvic floor. Um, so it is all connected which is super fascinating. Um, but what's awesome too, is we can do so many things to help with that vagus nerve that affect pelvic floor. Um, so some super easy things, um, cyclic sighing is the quickest way to decrease immediate stress. Um, so I tell almost every person that comes in my office this because how often do we go throughout our day and we just like are stressed behind the wheel or we have that moment if we just got off a stressful phone conversation or something. Um, but being able to, inhale through your nose and like physically sigh and let it out 
do that repeatedly about five to ten times and has been shown to decrease blood pressure, decrease heart rate, and kind of reset that nervous system. Low tones and humming. You guys have had kiddos, so I don't know if you've heard that before, but that's something that's super helpful like in birth to help that pelvic floor tone. Making those low moans and low really? sounds stimulates the vagus nerve, which can drop your pelvic floor. So that might be like an in intuitive mm -hmm. knowledge yeah. that we have whenever yes. we're going through labor, like this is going to help. Yes. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our bodies are super intuitive with the physiological birth. So yeah, it's super awesome. How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a question about her hernia specifically. Is that like, is that related to this poor tone or your, you called it too tight, too, too tone? Is that what you said? Like yeah. it was like too, there. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I think is a myth that I thought, well, I was just lazy and not toned enough. But the fact that you're tight and too bound up is the, the actual problem. It could be. So with hernias, um, so a hernia is just a, um, a moment where there's decreased like uh, tissue laxity kind of in an mm -hmm. area. Let's take a diastasis, for example, and maybe we have like an umbilical hernia or something. Um, it kind of goes back to that pressure system and the pressure is gonna go to that weakest point, right? And so if that weakest point is along your linea alba because maybe we were just pregnant or something, um, then that's where we'll experience a little bit of that hernia. Tying it back into and why it's important probably to like meet with a therapist is because it's always not just about strengthening. So mm -hmm. you're right. We don't just want to like do a ton of maybe core exercises or don't do a ton of Kegels because maybe that pressure system is off because our pelvic floor is too tight and that pressure can't go down. So now it's going out, right? Um, so being able to kind of go through, again, how is my system functioning as a whole can be super helpful for hernias. A lot of hernia management and diastasis is just pressure management. Same thing with prolapse. Prolapse is kind of our hernia in our vaginal canal, if we can think about it that way. So we're really just kind of working on how is that pressure management? How are our breathing strategies? Are we straining with certain things? And so understanding that can be super helpful too. Wow. Yeah. So are Kegels bad? Yes, everyone wants to know. Um, I would not say they're bad. Um, for some, they can be helpful and it's important to, I say this, it's important to know how to do a Kegel and to understand the coordination of your pelvic floor, how to contract, how to relax it. But Kegels are definitely not the answer for pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, and that again is because our body is a whole system. We want that pelvic floor to kind of be like a nice trampoline where it can rebound and it can stretch. Um, but if our springs are too tightly wound and we're not going to really get that stretch, that's where Kegels can kind of be a little dangerous and almost make your symptoms worse. Um, so I always recommend, you know, we want to, if you can, have access to a pelvic floor therapist. Like it's super, I can just be so informative, like even one assessment. And I tell people this all the time, um, you know, even if you can just have one initial assessment, like just kind of learn how your body's functioning, you know, what's going good, what's going bad, even before you experience pelvic floor symptoms, like let's kind of get it ahead of time. So that way you're able to know what to do if you come into something. Do you help women during pregnancy 
like with pelvic floor strength? Yeah. Is all that the time. like the time to do it instead I, of waiting until after? Yeah. Because you know? most people are like, I'll just wait until I'm wrecked. Yeah. Yes. Let's <laughs> let the problem get as bad as possible and then address it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, and that, I think it's super important, like during pregnancy, especially if it's like your first pregnancy and everything's been great up until this point, like, yes actually meet with a pelvic floor therapist during pregnancy. Our bodies change so much during pregnancy, like learning about those adaptations, the posture changes, the muscular changes, um, the pressure across your abdomen, what exercises are gonna be safe and do we want to do for core strengthening. Um, it can be super important uh, to just manage it. And not only for birth too, I think a lot of times, um, and this is starting to be talked about a little bit more, but our pelvic floor during birth has to get out of the way and oftentimes we're still told, when I went to my provider and had my daughter less than a year ago, the nurse told me to do Kegels. And I'm like, that is not, you don't know who, what I do for a living. Um, but that is not what we want to do oftentimes during pregnancy. Um, we really want to focus on lengthening the pelvic floor, doing hip mobility to help our pelvis actually move and stretch. This is my awesome flexible model. But pelvic floor, we want to do this during pregnancy and open that pelvic outlet to give birth. Um, and then, you know, it can be just be so informative to understand like what positions are best for delivering in, whether we get an epidural, whether you have a cesarean or an unmedicated birth, like understanding how to set up an improved postpartum recovery can be super helpful too. Um, so yeah, I'm obviously very passionate about like get that care during pregnancy and you will majority of the time have a smoother postpartum recovery than just winging it on your own. Wow. That's going to be very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. so what is your goals for the future? What do you want to see in this community? Oh gosh. I, um, you know, we, especially in Northwest Arkansas, have an awesome community of pelvic floor therapists. A lot of us are friends and I think it's, um, Northwest Arkansas is in really good hands. I would love for the community just to be educated and feel empowered about their bodies. Um, so again, whether that's, you know, you're experiencing pelvic floor dysfunction to understand that you are not alone and there are people in this area that can definitely help you with what you're experiencing. Um, and also just improving access. You know, I think a lot of times maybe insurance is a limiting factor or, um, you know, we struggle because we have four kids at home and we can't get out. We actually have several therapists in the area that do home visits. And so just understanding like there are options um, and we're more than happy to help you find a clinician that you jive with and that works best for you. Um, so yeah, I just want women to understand their bodies, to be able to feel um, like they can care for themselves and live their best lives so they can be the best mom, happy with who they are, and just live very active lives. We want to keep women as active as possible. That's wonderful. That's so great. Yes. <laughs> think about it. And like way back when we were active all the time, and now we're kind of couch potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where can we reach you? What's the best way to get in, get in touch, ask questions, further our conversation? Yeah, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, so Instagram's a, a great place. Um, just my name, danielle.curry underscore DPT. Um, but also, you know, uh, a website, Pelvic Roots Therapy is my website. So I'm a, a small business owner here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, but yes, I'm happy to, again, get people connected. Um, so because we have so many providers in this area, I think it's important, like, 
Some people specialize maybe more in fertility, you know, some people specialize in like exercise rehabilitation. And so I think it's super important to just like find someone that works for you. So I'm always happy. And even if you're not local, like more than happy to connect you to anyone in the United States. So, um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, we hope to see you at one of our birth workers meeting coming up. Yeah, that this has been a lot of fun, and it'd be a yes. great place for people to yeah. meet practitioners and you know really learn a little yeah. bit more and hopefully grow their bring the pelvis. Yeah, bring the pelvis. <laughs> bring the Everybody needs to see that yeah. see that bad boy. Well, thank, thank you. you so thank much. you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely, it was, it was a pleasure talking to you, talking to you guys. Thank you.